A little bit of a throwback to uh, to kick us off into this episode. Classic. I was listening to this this morning, and there's like no reason for it to be this good. <laughs> His album wasn't too bad. No. I remember I was like 11 years old and listened to it all the time. Yeah. I remember Joe Budden was making fun of people on Twitter for watching wrestling because it was trending one week. Uh-huh. And people had to remind him that John Cena sold more records than he did. <laughs> Welcome to episode 32 of Attempted Topics. No, no, thir- 33, sorry. Oh. 32, 33, or somewhere in there. Um, so somewhere in the 30s. We're uh, kicking off our... Uh, it's 33, by the way. We're kicking off our month of uh, blockbusters uh, by talking about the new uh, James Gunn film, The Suicide Squad. Um, and this episode is sponsored by Blockbuster. Yeah, I think there's only one Blockbuster store remaining, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not really. Um, I wish. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much they'd be able to uh, pay us, but we're looking for sponsors. If anyone out there is uh, mm-hmm. interested in uh, throwing us some uh, some ad money, you know, we'll, we'll run an ad for you guys and uh, support <laughs> support your business. And uh, you got you guys give us some cash, you know. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Um, so I, I want to um, stay away from the 2016 Suicide Squad film as much as possible in this episode because yeah. Um, first off, I think that would be a, a good episode to do eventually. But um, you know, I don't think they should really be compared because they're they're totally different movies. Yeah. Um. But I wanted to get your, uh, I wanted to you to voice your thoughts on uh, the uh, the rumored air cut for uh, Suicide Squad 2016. The one that I need. Yeah, um, yeah, I wanted to talk about that before we talk about the new Suicide Squad. Because you said it was like a whole different movie. Yeah, and I need it. So, I'm interested. In a possible like air cut, in like, cause, like I, I was very against the Snyder cut, and then I ended up loving the Snyder cut because uh-huh. I was because I was like, there's no way a, a studio has 
like three hours of missing footage for this Justice League film, and turns out they actually did. Um, yeah, and I, th- I thought the campaign was just stupid because like people were going to like the premiere of the Justice League and like chanting things <laughs> the Snyder cut at a screen where like nobody from the studio would be there to even hear you. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I I don't I kind of feel the same way about a David Ayer cut of the Suicide Squad because I don't think they have a better movie. Like they might have like deleted scenes a little bit, but mm-hmm. I don't th- I don't think they have as much as they had for Justice League because I think like I, I don't know how true this is, and I'm just going off of like stuff I heard on the internet, but. David Ayer once said before that the studio got their hands on the movie in like the writing stage. Mm. So, so like at the time he was saying that like the studio was messing with it in the writing stage and not when they were filming. So I don't think they have like a whole nother movie just sitting on the cutting room floor. And they might, and I might, I might be wrong and I hope I'm wrong. I don't think it, it's going to happen, and I don't think it's real. Um, I'm not getting my hopes up for it. Now they had more Joker scenes. Yeah, and I, I think David Ayer tried to make a darker Suicide Squad film, and they just messed with it too much, because, I mean, that, that's what he said. And I, I do think that's true, but I I think they... They got to it before he was able to shoot all the dark and serious stuff that he wanted. Yeah. Because if you remember, like, uh, Batman vs. Superman came out, like, four months before Suicide Squad, and it was getting, like, killed by everybody, which um, at the time I was saying, like, it's it's not perfect, but it's a good movie. Um, and like Marvel was like fresh off of like Avengers Age of Ultron and uh-huh. Civil War and Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think I think the studio was just like, hey, the Suicide Squad is like our version of Guardians of the Galaxy. So let's just like throw in some stupid songs like they did in Guardians of the Galaxy and just hope that it works. Yeah. So Yeah, I, I think the studio got to it before they were able to get enough footage to make like a totally new version of the movie. Mm-hmm. But that's just my thoughts. So hopefully I'm wrong and I might, I might be wrong, but I don't, I don't see anything happening. Yeah. No, there was a third act with the Joker reappearing. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm it's sure there gone. are, I'm sure there are some scenes where it's like, you know, it's it's darker and there's some scenes where like it's it's better than what we got in the theatrical and like the extended versions yeah. but i i don't think like i don't i don't think you can make a, a great movie out of like the stuff that they have mm-hmm. cuz like enchantress is still your villain um yeah you know, it, it, not a fan like katana still just 
jumps on the plane at the last minute and is like, this is Katana. <laughs> so, I, like, I don't think it's... I mean, it might be a little bit better, but I don't think we're, we're going to get a great film out of what they have left. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, because I do like David Ayer, and I do think he's a good director and writer. And I do think it could have been a great film, because, like, we even got a great film of the Suicide Squad, which we're talking about today. But um, I don't think that's it. Uh-uh. They focus too much on, like, the Hot Topic era of, of teens. <laughs> yeah. They, were, which, um, they sold a lot of merchandise. I remember we went to a fair the year the Suicide Squad or the year Suicide Squad came out, and um, there was a girl dressed in, like, Harley Quinn gear from, like, head to toe, like, the legit cosplay outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think we mentioned it to somebody. I think it was Sean we mentioned it to. And he went two days prior (laughs) and said that that same girl was there in the same outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I remember that. So this girl was was going to to a fair in like ninety degree weather, in Harley Quinn gear for multiple days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. Anyway, um, speaking I do, of, I do have. Oh, go ahead. Jacket. You have what? I do have that jacket because I was Harley Quinn for Halloween twice. Oh yeah, I remember that. I think I'm going to be King Shark this year for Halloween. <laughs> so, speaking of um, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, so I don't know if you're aware, but I think it was like 2018 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, old tweets from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn surfaced. Um, like, he's a comedian. Yeah. And, um, he, so his, his career is an odd one. He went from like directing like mockery films and then like he eventually made like some, some very good horror films, but they were, they were like comedy horror films. Uh-huh. And like that eventually led him to like getting into the Marvel machine. And making- yeah. I don't think I've really seen any of his other movies. Well, I saw he was a writer for Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, saw, I watched Slither uh, about a month ago. It's pretty good. Um, I haven't seen Super. That was like his first uh, superhero film, which was like a, a mockery and a comedy of, uh, of the superhero genre. Uh, and then he, he got swept up by um, Marvel to do Guardians of the Galaxy. And... And like he made the second Guardians of the Galaxy, he was brought on to write and direct the third one, and then some old tweets surfaced of him making um, some some inappropriate jokes about uh, about children. Mm. And like when you work for Disney, obviously, um, it's it's frowned upon to uh, make jokes about uh, about children, even though uh, they have hired people who have uh, been to prison for stuff like that. But that's a, that's a different story for another time. Um, <laughs> I've not heard about that. About them hiring people? Or any of that. 
Oh, you don't know about this story I'm telling you about? No. So yeah, these these old tweets surfaced, and he got fired from uh, from Disney. Uh, my my neighbor's cutting his grass, so if there's a little bit of noise in the background, I apologize. I'll try to edit it out in uh, post production, but um, but yeah, so he got fired from Disney, and DC like. I don't I don't remember how quick it was. It seemed like it was almost instantly. But I don't know if it was like a week, two weeks, month or whatever. But DC like immediately were like, hey, you did great in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. We need you to do the Suicide Squad. So he signed on to do the Suicide Squad um, almost instantly. And then Disney ended up like realizing like hey those were old tweets like you're a comedian even though they're inappropriate uh, just like apologize and we can get past this and we'll bring you back to make uh guardians of the galaxy volume three mm-hmm. so that mo- so guardians of the galaxy volume three was supposed to be out already but um while james gunn was unemployed he signed on to write the suicide squad so he he had like the obligation to do the suicide squad and um, then he got re-signed by, by Disney to do Guardians of the Galaxy. And that movie is coming out, I think, uh, 2023, I believe. Oh, okay. So. I'm uh, not really a fan. The first one's like my favorite Marvel movie. But um, I, like I didn't Marvel. really. No. <laughs> What'd you say? I like the raccoon and Groot. A rocket raccoon? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it's like my favorite Marvel movie. Like, probably top three. The second one I didn't really care for as much, and I've only seen it once on Netflix, like, years mm. ago. Um, I'm interested in revisiting that, because... Um, uh, speaking on today's topic, I really did love um, the Suicide Squad, so I'm interested in going back to check out both Guardians of the Galaxy films. Um, it's almost like James Gunn was like the perfect writer and director to bring on for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because in the first Suicide Squad, they tried so hard to, to make the music funny. Like, they'll just throw out... Um, without me by Eminem in a scene that you know it doesn't, oh, yeah. need, it doesn't need to be in. <laughs> but the, the cringy stuff. Yeah. And most most superhero movies have cringy comedy. Mm-hmm. But looking, like, at, and, looking at Marvel for that. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's those those scenes where you have to like force a laugh while you're watching it. Yeah, like there's some because everybody else is laughing in the theater. You're like, oh crap, ha ha ha. <laughs> you know, Avengers: uh, Infinity War actually had some very funny things in it. I know I had the force laugh uh, stuff in Endgame. I even thought the scene in the Spider-Man trailer with Doctor Strange where he calls him his real name. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a force laugh moment. Yeah. There... Yeah. There's there's a lot of that, and I like I get it because they're Disney films, and 
their comic yeah. book films, but DC is it, it's always been different than Marvel, and it should stay different than yeah. Marvel. So like they shouldn't be just like forcing music like they did to try to. Uh, yeah, I feel just... like they tried to do that type of stuff in that movie and Suicide Squad, and then they did it in Justice League, the original version. Well, not the original mm-hmm. version, the twenty seventeen version. Yeah, well the the difference between like the music in the 2016 Suicide Squad, which we're already breaking our role in comparing them, but <laughs> um, the, the difference between them, like the music wise, is that James Gunn said when he writes films, he, he'll write in the script like the song goes here. Yeah. So it makes so it makes sense. But when the studio was messing with uh, with David Ayer's Suicide Squad, well, yeah, they're just throwing stuff in. It, it, yeah, they were already filmed, and they're like, "Oh, without me by Eminem, sounds like it'll fit in this scene where the Suicide Squad is getting ready to, to change their clothes." <laughs> and it's like, no, not at all. Um. So yeah, that was a little bit of uh, a backstory that um, to describe how James Gunn was uh, brought on to do the Suicide Squad because. Like I remember when it came when the first one came out, everybody was like, "Oh, they're just trying to be the Guardians of the Galaxy." Awesome. And like, like if you're trying to do that, what better way to do it than to bring on the writer and director of Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, another thing I liked is that like none of well, I don't want to say none of, but like hardly any of the the villains in this movie are like relevant to. Um, any of the DC universe. Yeah. Like Ratcatcher 2. Like they even admit like they even say in the movie like we couldn't get Ratcatcher 1. <laughs> oh yeah. Ratcatcher um, 1 died. Yeah. And uh, Milton. <laughs> so <laughs> what, and I'm being 100% serious when I ask this question. Was Milton in the beginning of the movie? No. Okay, because <laughs> when they were breaking into uh, to Jotunheim, the tower at the end of the movie, I oh, remember really? seeing this like new guy run into the building, and I was like, "Why is this civilian running with the rest <laughs> of the Suicide Squad?" No, and that's it, the one he showed up when they took the bus. Yeah, that, that that's what I thought because I was and like, he from that point on, I was like, there'd be no way of him to join in anywhere else. Um, I also think my neighbor is done cutting his grass, so we should be good okay. from here on out. Okay. So yeah, um, we'll jump into this movie because it is kind of long. Um, and we'll just kind of give our thoughts the, um, at, like as we go through the plot. Um, I think we're both in agreement that it's a, uh, it's a great movie. Uh-huh. Um, on Letterboxd, as of right now, I have it as my favorite DC film out of like the new DC movies. Yeah. And and I have it as like my it's probably tied for my second favorite film of the year. Um I have The Green Knight, uh Judas and the Black Messiah and Suicide Squad are like my three favorites right now. My top 4 is just all gold to me. <laughs> mhm. 
So I am the Suicide Squad, Justice League, The Green Knight, and Cruella. Yeah, I didn't like Cruella, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll uh, we'll talk about that in December. Because <laughs> I'm I'm thinking in December maybe we'll talk about like <clears throat> we'll do like a, a series of like our favorite movies of the year. Yeah, but um, we'll see when we get there. So, um. Like right away, we're kind of introduced to um, like the the B team of the Suicide Squad. Um, yeah. So it starts off by playing like this Johnny Cash song. I think it's called like the Folsom Prison Blues or something. It, it's like one of those things where it, like actually fits into the movie because it was written there from the beginning. Yeah. And if you go back to the previous Suicide Squad, they're going to be playing like heathens or something yeah <laughs> i liked some of the songs in the first one i did too i mean heathens isn't a bad song sorry it's like i don't know it it just appeals to to like that edgy hot topic audience that they were trying to bring. yeah i'm not gonna lie i definitely had some merchandise from that movie <laughs> yes yeah, sean got me a poster of of Jared Leto's Joker from from Suicide oh, yeah. for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I, I proceeded to just never hang it up because like I just wasn't a huge fan of the movie. <laughs> and I mean the, the the first one isn't terrible by any means. It's just like No, I don't hate it. It's it's just not not fun, you know? Yeah. Um so yeah, I, I I like how they set up. They use the previous Suicide Squad film to to set up this one because they're like, all right, you guys know the drill. You guys do this, do this task, and we'll take time off your prison sentence. Yeah, because they could have easily just had like another ten minute exposition of explaining what Suicide Squad does, and or should I say, Task Force X, which they like to be called, and not Suicide yes. Squad. It's degrading. Um, yeah, they could they could have easily um, went through a, like a long explanation of of what we know the Suicide Squad to be, and it's like it, it would be kind of redundant to. They just ran right through it in like seconds. Yeah, so they're like they're um, introducing. The... Yeah, Go we're ahead. introduced to Amanda Waller too. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, terrible. It's... I like her character. Or no, I take that back. I don't like her character, but but I mean, what's the actress's name? She's Viola very good. Davis. Yeah, she's she's very good. She does a good job at being unlikable. I've seen her in other things too. Yeah, she's in Widows, which was yeah. very good, and she she was like one of the better characters in the first one. The leader, no, <laughs> the leader of the Widows. So we're going through the characters. Um, the, the, this group consists of Captain Boomerang, Blackguard, played by Pete Davidson, oh. uh, Mongol, Javelin, PDK, Weasel, and Harley Quinn. And I, I like how back in the, like the headquarters, they're showing like the, 
people like placing bets and having a Deadpool on like who's gonna who's gonna die in this. In this yeah. Round. So first off, they did the weasel very dirty. <laughs> he <laughs> he's so so first I was like I was confused because I was like what did this weasel do to get locked into Belle Reve prison which is like like a, a massive security prison for like, hard, <laughs> like hardened criminals yeah and I was like, I was like what did this weasel do so like while they're on the plane uh, Rick Flag mentions that the weasel uh, killed twenty seven children <laughs> yeah. Like they don't really explain how it happened. They're just talking about like how stupid the weasel is, and they're like, "Is that a dog?" And like, <laughs> like how is this thing dangerous? And and Rick Flag is like, "He he killed twenty seven children." <laughs> so, um, they yeah. don't really they don't really they explain. Sound dirty. Yeah, they don't really explain what the objective is that this group is supposed to be doing. Um, no. At least, it, at least they don't explain it to the audience. But um, they're just dumped out of the helicopter, and Rick Flag has this funny quote after the weasel gets dumped out of the helicopter. He's like, "Did anybody check if the weasel could swim?" <laughs> and we find out that uh, unfortunately the weasel um, can't swim. No, and uh, it's just uh, unfortunately written out of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Right then and there. Yeah. But um we will get back to the weasel though. Um who uh you know I'm I'm just not gonna say anything anymore. We're just, we'll, we'll get back to him. <laughs> so we find out that uh guard played by De- by by Deet, Pete Davidson is a um is like a traitor and he apparently ratted out uh Task Force X to uh to these soldiers on this island. I don't know how he managed to do that. I was just about to ask you if you caught that because he was he's trained. <laughs> yeah, we see the the Suicide Squad walk from the prison to the helicopter and then they're immediately brought to the island. So yeah, I'm not, I'm yeah, not entirely sure. I don't get it. But whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so he rats them out and is like immediately shot and killed. I was like, wasn't he like one of the faces of of the film? <laughs> he was. <laughs> um, he was on the posters and everything. So, so he's unfortunately written out of the film right away <laughs> as well. Um, the um the soldiers are like unloading on the Suicide Squad because they were ratted out. Um, you know what? I, I figured it out right now. I caught my head. Um, I think they were ratted out by um, Amanda Waller. I don't think it was Pete Davidson. Oh. Because they make a point where um, they were trying to get all the soldiers on that side of the island so the other Suicide Squad could get in. Oh, okay. So, we, we, we cracked the code. It was not Blackguard. He was framed. Even though he said he did. <laughs> but maybe he was told to do that. You know, I don't, I don't know. Like much <laughs> much later in the movie when a character was told to do something the whole time and 
betrayed people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's the best I got. That's the best explanation I have. So, That's what I'm going to go with. So while the Suicide Squad is getting, like, unloaded on by, uh, by these by these soldiers, uh, we find out that uh, PDK, who uh, we learned earlier, he said that his name was just a bunch of letters. Yeah. And I think Boomerang is like, all names are a bunch of letters, which is uh, technically true, I guess. Yes, it is. Um, I know the TDK stands for the detachable kid. <laughs> <laughs> and like, all he can do is just uh, detach his, his limbs and uh, smack people from across the room with his hands. <laughs> what a great superpower. Um, so, <laughs> uh, what's, uh, what's Michael Rooker's name? I forget which one it is. Merle. No, it, it, oh, I'm sorry. It, it's not. Uh, it's it's Mongol who Merle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Rooker is is a savant, by the way. So, savant. Yeah. Um, it, it's Mongol who grabs onto the helicopter, and like, I guess she's supposed to like save everybody by grabbing onto the helicopter, but the helicopter crashes, <laughs> and she dies which in turn causes an explosion that kills Captain Boomerang and he dies, who's one of the few characters from the first film that made it to this yeah. film. So he dies. Um, and then uh, I think Savant is like just standing there and like seeing everybody die and is like, hey, I want to get out of here. <laughs> like, I yeah. can't handle this. So he tries to, um, to escape and they unfortunately kill him for desertion because like if you I think they have these things like attached to their heads where if they yeah if they like try to escape or something they're immediately killed and some of these actors are really good too good to die that early yeah i agree um michael rooker is actually like a recurring character for james gunn films um, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's in Slither. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if he's in anything else, but I know he's in those films. <clears throat> so, it says he's in Brightburn. I feel like I remember him in Brightburn. Maybe. Oh, is he Maybe. the guy that? Um, was he ever on the TV or something? I, th I think it was a, yeah, I think it was a cameo. Yeah, Brightburn was uh, produced by James Gunn. Uh, so he was another great movie. Yeah, it's all right. Um, so we find out that there's another team on the um, on the island making an entrance, and they're just allowed to like just jump, like just get onto the island because <laughs> the soldiers are. Completely destroying the other Suicide Squad, um, <clears throat> and we cut to. Uh, I think we get the intro now, where we get like the. Um, I think, uh, what's the name of the song? I don't remember, but it, I know it's a good oh, song. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, let me find the name real quick. 
uh, "People Who Died" by the Jim Carroll Band, oh. and it just like fits the tone of the of this movie. How dare um, they put Harley Quinn and Rick Flag in the group that was just used as a distraction? Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> it, they put they put them there, but they didn't put King Shark there. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we get the the intro of like the opening credits, and we see like people in headquarters collecting their money from the Deadpool, which is which is funny because I feel like if this was a real thing. That's what that's what would happen. Yeah. So, uh, three days later, we meet um, Bloodsport, who is um, he's pretty much just Deadshot's character recreated. Better. Um, he's played by Idris Elba, who uh, is playing Knuckles the Echidna in the new Sonic the Hedgehog film. Oh. Um. Yeah, he's pretty much Deadshot's character, and enhanced version of Deadshot. Yeah, he he apparently put Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet, which is a movie I would like to see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he has a similar story to to Deadshot. Like he has this, he has issues with his daughter. Um, the intense scene with them arguing, yeah, <laughs> so, cussing each other out. Yeah, because she steals a watch that you can watch TV on, and he's just mad that she stole she's something just, as stupid as that. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like, got caught. Yeah, he's like, it's it's embarrassing to have a daughter that steals something as stupid as a, a watch. And she's like, it's embarrassing to have you as a father. And it's like, oh, well. Um, this took a turn, and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so, so I, I saw this thing online, and I'm not sure how true it is, because I forget where I saw it, and I didn't bother to look it up again. But I think they they wanted to to recast Deadshot and just have like Idris Elba play Deadshot instead of Bloodsport. Yeah, I've heard this too. In this movie, they are essentially the same character. But in in case Will Smith wanted to return as Deadshot, they didn't want to recast him. Yeah. So they just had they just had Idris Elba come in to play almost the exact same character, (laughs) just with a different name. Deadshot, Bloodsport, same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is where we meet the members of this Suicide Squad. So we get Peacemaker, who is played by John Cena. Uh, we get King Shark, who is is my favorite character, <laughs> who is voiced by Sylvester Stallone. Um, Ratcatcher 2, because Ratcatcher 1 has died. <laughs> And the Polka Dot Man, whose um, superpower is he has a virus that creates these big polka dots on him that he has to release twice a day. And all the characters are, like, brilliant. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, Bloodsport is, like, just black, pretty much blackmailed into um, joining the Suicide Squad because he, does, he doesn't want to do it. And Amanda Waller tells him, like, your daughter 
is arrested. And if you don't do this, she'll be put in Belle Reve prison, which is like where hardened criminals go. Which is like a very well, harsh punishment to like hold, hold someone's daughter against him like that, just to join your group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've been intense. I feel, I feel like John Cena could have handled this without blood sport. And yeah. John and John Cena is doing what Amanda Waller wants to do anyway. Like exactly what he wants, what she wants him to do. Yeah. So I don't know, but um, the idea is that they're sent to uh, Corto Maltese. Um, the Herrera family, who runs the island, has been taken over by I think. They're like the Luna family or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a new dictator group. And there's a uh, like a tower there where they're doing like private investigations called Project Starfish. <laughs> and and they have to just destroy this tower. It's called Jotunheim where they're doing these experiments. Um, they just have to destroy the tower because According to Amanda Waller, if these people get control of this um, this project Starfish, then they could like kill millions of people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and apparently, a, a villain named the Thinker is the one who is uh, like kind of in control of Project Starfish. So they need to to stop him and destroy the tower. I think that's pretty much the rundown. Simple enough. Yeah. Um, so, so that scene's hilarious where, like, you're getting the rundown and you can tell John Cena's taking his job way too seriously. <laughs> um, King Shark just <laughs> raises his hand to ask a question and just says hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Cena has this, this funny question. I'm going to play it real quick. Starfish? It's a slang term for butthole. Is there any connection? No. <laughs> and you can tell by like her pause before she says no that she's just like <laughs> regretting, <laughs> regretting picking him to join the team. <laughs> her reaction to a lot of them is funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love this scene where we're meeting the uh, this new Suicide Squad group. Yeah. Um, so the new Suicide Squad is walking onto the beach. Uh, we cut to like present day. And like, I guess we're, we're like kind of introduced to them. They're, they're just like talking. And Peacemaker is like a purebred American and he'll just do whatever it takes to get liberty and freedom. Um, he says, he says something like, if there was a beach full of dicks and somebody told him to eat every dick for freedom and liberty, he would do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we actually find out pretty early that Harley Quinn is uh, still alive. Um, she's, she's with uh, Javelin, who is about to die. And... <laughs> And th- this Javelin guy, who no one has heard of, because I have no idea who he is, uh-uh. um, he just tells her <laughs> that she's fit to carry the Javelin. 
as if it's <laughs> as if it's like like Batman's suit or something. As if like Batman's <laughs> dying and he's like he's like passing the torch off to Robin or something. <laughs> he's just like just like you're fit to carry the javelin. You're the only like, one that can carry. He's like carry it for, and then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like yelling at him like. Carry it for who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she looked hilarious in this movie. Out of the three movies she's been in, uh, I think this is her best one. Yeah. Yeah, so she's she's yelling and uh, Army ends up catching up to her from hearing her yell. Um, so yeah, she gets kidnapped and uh, we'll catch up with her later. So... <clears throat> Uh, the the Suicide Squad sets up camp at night, um, and we get like some more scenes of how big of a mess these guys are. Uh, Polka Dot Man has to run out into the woods in the middle of the night to release his dots, <laughs> <laughs> and then King Shark tries to eat Ratcatcher Two in the middle of the night, and Ratcatcher Two just like doesn't even notice. She's a heavy sleeper. Um, so. <laughs> John Cena walks out in his like tidy whities <laughs> and, <laughs> and um Bloodsport is like because he's like the only like competent one out of the group. Yeah. He's like he's like, why are you in your tidy whities? And John Cena's just like, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> um we find out that Bloodsport has a rat phobia. So him and Ratcatcher don't really get along because her whole thing is yeah. just like summoning rats to do whatever she wants them to do. Gross. So uh, Ratcatcher 2 ends up talking uh, King Shark out of eating her <laughs> because she's like would you eat your friends? And he's like I don't have friends. And she's like well we could be friends. And then it's like okay I won't eat friends. <laughs> so so back at headquarters, they find out that um, Rick Flag is still alive, and they give instructions to the Suicide Squad to go rescue Rick Flag before. Oh, that part was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they <laughs> they have to go rescue Rick Flag before they get before they proceed with the mission. And she gives them uh, specific instructions to, <laughs> to kill everyone they see and to rescue Rick Flag. Yes, yeah, so they just killed the whole entire village <laughs> without any question. Yeah, without without hesitation, the whole <laughs> like everyone they see is just is just dead. Um, John Cena has this has this funny line. He's like, "I cherish peace with all my heart. I don't care how many men, women, and children I have to kill to get it." <laughs> <clears throat> um. So yeah, they like rip through these people. I think I think King Shark eats one of them. Um, yeah, they shoot a bunch of them. Like, you know, um, I think they do something with rats and whatever. Whatever Polka Dot Man does, he does something. Yeah, he even killed some. Um. So when they get to Rick Flag, they find out that um, he was um, he was safe from harm the whole time. Yeah, he... <laughs> And drinking tea. Yeah. So this 
girl in like who's like just a citizen of Corto Maltese like helped him and this this like, group of people helped him and that's why uh, she's like why haven't my people alerted me and, <laughs> yeah, like, and, what and, people? <laughs> yeah they're they're all talking over each other like what people I didn't see anybody and then <laughs> um polka dot man is like I turned them into my mother and I killed them <laughs> Um, her name is uh, Soul Soria, by the way. Um, yeah. she, it's not really a memorable character, but yeah, that's her name. No, she's a minor. Um, luckily, she agrees to um, help the Suicide Squad because she's like, they took over my country, and I don't care who I have to side with to uh, to get them. So even though you killed all my people. <laughs> I'll still help I'll still help you out. Um So yeah, we get some exposition of uh of the thinker and he's like talking with one of the uh the Luna regime leaders. So the thinker looks kind of like Pinhead. Yeah. Like a comedy version of Pinhead. Um they're watching footage of the starfish and it creates like smaller starfish. And it latches onto their face like a xenomorph, and it um kind of like yeah, brainwashes. I was say, it reminded me of face huggers from that movie. Yeah, face hugger, not a xenomorph, but yeah, <clears throat> um, xenomorph is the adult version of an alien. If you didn't know, um, did I? I don't think I did. <laughs> Yeah, so it goes face hugger and then the chest burster and then a xenomorph. I think that's the life cycle. So yeah, it, it creates these smaller starfish that latch onto their face and it kills them. But it like takes over their bodies. So they're just like zombies who can speak for the starfish. Yeah. It's kind of like scary. Especially at the end when there's like this scene with like hundreds of people just with starfish on their face. Yeah, it's a bit uncomfortable. So, meanwhile, we find out that we catch up with Harley Quinn. Uh, we know that she's been kidnapped by the, uh, the Corto Maltese government. Um, it's so, so this is probably my least favorite part of the movie, just because I don't really care as much as I do about the other characters. Probably just because I'm not having as fun here as I am with the Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. You get that vibe? Which part? Oh, the Harley Quinn part? Yeah. Well, I'm biased because she's my favorite character. She's she's one of the be the better actors in the movie. It's just... I don't know. But this is my favorite Harley Quinn performance. Like, yeah. Out of the three that she's been in, um, but I like how she, um, what she was talking about when she shot him, mm -hmm. because they were going to get married, and she was that was her new boyfriend until <laughs> she saw red flags, and she mm -hmm. promised that when she saw red flags that she would kill him, <laughs> <laughs> and one of her yeah. red flags was saying that music you like is not real music. 
<laughs> I didn't catch that somehow. Um, I'm in, this is off topic, but I'm interested in seeing uh, Harley Quinn's new Barbie film that, <laughs> that apparently is in production. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, Greta Gerwig is directing it, who did, uh, who did Lady Bird. And, mm. uh, and I think she did... Uh, crap, what's it called? That Emma Watson film that came out, like, Little Women. Oh, okay. Yeah, she she did those two. So, I mean, she's a good director and writer. Yeah. I don't know how Barbie's going to translate into her world, but I'm interested. I wonder who's going to play Ken. (laughs) I feel like Don Cena would be a good Ken. Yeah. I could see it. Maybe he needs to be a little bit taller, but... He just says Margot Robbie's the only one that's been cast so far. So. <clears throat> anyway, so <laughs> so uh, his name is Silvio Luna, who is, uh, like you said, that's her new boyfriend. Uh, she agrees to marry him, and like you said, she kills him after hitting all these red flags. <clears throat> so we, we do get a little bit of uh, Silvio Luna's plan that... Um, he's going to take control of the starfish creature inside of Jotunheim and is going to use it to kill all of their enemies, which include uh, children. <laughs> and yeah. apparently saying you're going to kill children is a red flag to Harley Quinn. And um, I like how she says like she dates men that won't go away and that will slash her tires. Oh, yeah. So like her only... Um, like her only way out is to kill the person, <laughs> which I mean, sometimes that's the only way out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so back with the Suicide Squad, we learned that uh, we get some exposition on Polka Dot Man. We find out that he, like we said earlier, he has a virus that um, his his mother wanted him and his siblings to be superheroes, so she like tried to inject them with a virus. And it turns out that it creates these polka dots that he has to release twice a day. And, like, I guess she wanted to create superheroes out of her children, and she kind of created villains. But, mm, yeah. Like, Polka Dot Man is, like, trying to be a superhero, though. Because he even says at the end of the movie that he's a superhero. Oh, yeah. So, um, they end up um, killing a group of soldiers and using their supplies to, uh, um, and and their trucks, they end up using them as uh, disguises. And King Shark says that he's just going to use a fake mustache as a disguise. (laughs) And some of his banter with John Cena is the best because he's just, King Shark's just like holding his hand up to his mouth and making a fake mustache. Yeah, and Peacemaker is just like as the work the worst fake mustache I've ever seen. <laughs> um, so I think their idea is that they're going to meet the thinker at this bar, and like obviously the, this group of people looks like Americans, and this government knows even in disguise. Yeah, 
they don't they don't disguise themselves very well. But um No. The new dictatorship is just gonna kill any Americans they see because they're aware that um like America is trying to send a suicide squad after them. Um, I like how John Cena disguises like a really tight shirt. <laughs> isn't it isn't it a tight shirt and shorts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're taking a bus into town and we find out that Bloodsport does not like rats because apparently his dad uh, locked him in a box or something with starving rats. Yeah, when he um, failed with missions or something. He failed what? He failed with missions or something when he was training no. him. Yeah, that's a, that's a harsh punishment. Yeah. Uh, so the group enters a the group enters the bar, and um, they just decide to drink until the thinker shows up. Um, I kind of feel like this scene was like inspired by the bar scene in the first Suicide Squad film, but James Gunn was just like, "I can do that ten times better than than you did it." Yeah. yeah. Not that I think not that I think there was any like competition because I think James Gunn was doing his own thing and he wasn't trying to compete with, with the the old one. But it does seem like you guys had a bad bar scene and we're going to have a, a good one. A good, a good one, yeah. <clears throat> um, poor, poor King Shark has to wait <laughs> outside in the, in the van while everyone's <laughs> drinking inside. I mean, he was just bopping his music or his head to the music, and mm-hmm. <laughs> just sitting there. I just don't understand why they would send. Like it, it would have made more sense to have Rick Flag with this group, and have King Shark with the group that <laughs> that is like the sacrifice. I guess I needed him for his strength, his strength and hunger. Yeah. Because he's like he's basically almost indestructible. Mm-hmm. So the, the thinker shows up at the bar, and um, like I, I think he knows the Suicide Squad is there, and um, like him and his people are are they ask to see IDs to see if anyone there is American. Yeah, and uh, Bloodsport, um. I think it's Bloodsport holds a gun to him and like escorts him out of the building. Or is it? No, it's 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 Ratcatcher uh, and Polka Dot Man who escort him out of the building. Yeah. And Milton. <laughs> oh yeah, this is when Milton joins the group. And I totally, <laughs> I totally missed it. <laughs> yeah, I remember him um, running with them too. Yeah. So, um, Bloodsport and Peacemaker. And um, Flag end up like sacrificing themselves, and they're like, "We're the Americans, um, and we're here to, you know, we've been sent here and whatever." So they get arrested, and they're in the back of like this military van or something, and um, they quickly uh, yeah, they don't last long as prisoners. No, I, I thought they would have, but they don't. Maybe because they get, like, they get like right back out. 
Maybe because Harley Quinn is is already a prisoner. Yeah. And we already have that story going on, so we don't need another prison escape scene. Yeah. But um <clears throat> So I guess the, the, the plan is to just have like the two most incompetent people in the group hold the thinker hostage for a little bit until they catch up to them. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I there's this part where that where they're escorting the thinker out of the building and Ratcatcher is like, Do you want a dozen rats crawling up your ass? And <laughs> and the thinker is just like, My answer might not be what you expect. <laughs> like, um get away. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, while the while the three are being transported, like we said, they don't last long as prisoners. Um, Peacemaker ends up. Uh, it's this cool scene where he shoots at the camera, like the uh, security camera that's looking at the back of the van, and it ends up shooting the driver. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, the driver's dead, and they end up killing the passenger. And with all the people in the back, um, so the the van ends up driving off of the road, and um, yeah, and we're we're quickly caught back up because like everybody just meets in the same location again. It's uh, it's real <laughs> convenient. It's real convenient, but uh, we'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. But I, I I guess it's better than adding another half hour to the film of trying to get the group back together. Yeah. So, I kind of forgot to point out that, like, there's different chapters of this movie, and yeah, I did like, I like that. Yeah, it's, I like the way it, it it's each written. title card is like super creative. So, Bloodsport is like, let's go to Jotunheim now and destroy the tower, and uh, Operation Jotunheim appears behind them because it's like an next chapter of the movie. And then Rick Flag is like, no, we got to go save Harley Quinn first. And then Jotunheim comes down, and then Harley comes up. So it's like Operation Harley. Yeah. So Which we find out that they didn't even need to go rescue her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's it's probably just another scene of them just trying to uh, get the group back together again. Yeah. So. Uh, back, back with Harley, um, she's being tortured because she killed the the president, <laughs> which you know that'll get you in some trouble. <laughs> um, so the the Suicide Squad bickers about saving Harley because, like, I don't think Peacemaker wants to do it because he just wants to like get the mission over with. Yeah, and Bloodsport, it's like he says something about about Peacemaker wearing a toilet seat on his head. <laughs> And peacemaker, and peacemaker is just like it's not a toilet seat; it's a beacon of freedom. <laughs> I do give John Cena some credit because he actually wore that costume for like interviews and stuff while he was promoting the yeah. film. And like, just one time, I wanted to see him show up to wrestling with that. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool because he returned to WWE like around this time when the movie came out. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a week before the movie came out, so. Or at least maybe he could have wore the helmet and then for his entrance and then just took it off or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why they didn't do that. Because 
Do you remember in 2014 when Batista won the Royal Rumble? Yeah. They, they did that because they were going to make him champion to promote Guardians of the Galaxy. So, oh, like... People were livid. Yeah. So, like, they could have brought John Cena back and just wore the Peacemaker helmet once. <laughs> yeah. And the whole costume. Even, yeah. ba- even a backstage segment. Yeah. I think there was a week where he wasn't even on TV, but he was in a dark match. So they could have let him wear the costume backstage. (laughs) Yeah. Or he could have wore the costume in a dark match. That would have been cool, too. Yeah. (laughs) So. So uh, Harley Quinn ends up um, like breaking one of the guy's necks with her with her thighs to. uh, To the pleasure of men everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I have a feeling that scene was just thrown in to, to like just be like, hey guys, look at what she can do with her thighs. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is then, a gymnastics. Yeah. Um, I like and when then, we see scenes from her, because we saw it in Birds of Prey too. When we see mm-hmm. scenes like kind of in her mindset. Like when she's like, shooting them, there's like flowers coming out. And then in Birds of Prey, when she was being tortured, she was like, she like went right completely into her head and she was performing Marilyn Monroe. Okay, yeah. See, I, I, I like the flowers in this movie. I just wish they would have like explained it. Yeah. Better. Because in the trailer, like I remember seeing it in the trailer, and I was like, "Why is why are there flowers behind her?" <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just for the trailer, and then when I saw it in the movie, I was like, "Oh, we're just taking another <laughs> look into her mindset." Yeah, I guess it's just like to create like a happier place. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think she does it in Birds of Prey a couple times. I don't know if she does it in Suicide Squad. I don't think so. The first, yeah, time. I don't think so. Um, I don't. I don't think they had the creative minds behind it to do something like that. No, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> um. So she ends up getting the key from the soldier that she killed with her feet to uh, pleasure of uh, Quentin Tarantino. I'm sure he's a big <laughs> fan. A big fan of that scene. And a couple others. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she actually did that scene herself, which. Um, I'm sure everybody listening to this knows that she did it by herself because it's like a common known fact by now. But it is uh, like it's a difficult stunt to do. So it's you know interesting that she yeah is able to like grab keys out of somebody's pocket and like you know I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Um, I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, I couldn't do it. So she ends up uh, shooting the rest of the guards after she gets. Um, after she unlocks herself, uh, we get a, a cool musical montage again because uh, James Gunn is like a master at just adding good music to <laughs> to match the scenes. Yeah. Like it could even be a song that I d- just don't like or like I wouldn't think twice of otherwise. And I'll be like, oh, well, this matches this scene perfectly. So it's good here. You know, something I want to see in superhero movies when there's like a big fight scene like that. I want to see one of the soldiers, like, stop and be like, oh, I'm going to die, so I'm just going to let them go. Like, they, like, 
look like they're about to attack, and then they just drop their weapon, put their hands up, and then the person like walks by them or something. Because they never yeah. do that. They always still attack, even though they just saw like saw them take down a whole group by themselves. Yeah, like, is this is this uh, whole takeover thing that important that? Like you need to, <laughs> you you need to kill this woman who is trying to escape, even though even though you know you're gonna die instead. Like just let her escape. So, um, so yeah, Harley ends up getting a, a taxi, <laughs> and it's funny because like her javelin is like just sticking out of the taxi. <laughs> yeah, and um, so she does still have the javelin from uh, earlier on, which is which is neat. Um. So yeah, she found it on her way out. So the suicide squad is like trying to um like make a plan to get Harley out of there. And they're talking over the walkie-talkies and King Shark is just like bird. <laughs> <laughs> um and then the other one John not Johnson, Peacemaker has he said he has his eyes on the target. <laughs> and it's just some woman on the phone. Oh yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> Just to... find some innocent woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, they're they're going through this whole plan that it just is a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, Harley sees. I, I think it's Rick Flag and Bloodsport just running across the street. Yeah. And uh, she gets out and just walks up to them and is like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> and Rick Flag is like, "We're here to save you." She's like, oh, well, I can go back in and be safe. <laughs> and she's all flattered. <laughs> this would have been like another situation of like, I'm just wiping out the entire town or something because they're like ready to just, especially John Cena when he's like just watching an innocent woman. <laughs> they're they're just ready to kill whoever is there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just say so, the word. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, we go to um, to Jotunheim now. Um, um, they have the thinker um, held hostage, and they're I'm going. Over... They managed to keep him that long. I know, me too. So they're going over like what the thinker can and can't do, and Harley is like, <laughs> if you have personalized license plates, you die. <laughs> If you if you if you wear mismatched blacks, you die. If if you cough without covering your mouth, you die. <laughs> and Rick Flag is like, none of those are true, but that doesn't give you the um the okay to cough without covering your mouth. <laughs> so the thinker ends up uh, driving them in, and um we get like a, a super slow motion montage of like. The uh, the group just walking in, and I think it's cool that they have like the thinker. I think he's like handcuffed to one of them or something, like while they're walking in. Mm-hmm. Um, and their plan is just very simple. They just have to go on different floors and just place <laughs> place bombs everywhere. Um, yeah, simple enough on paper. Yeah. yeah. So. So they get in and they're like each given bombs to just place everywhere. <laughs> King Shark ends up just making a figure of Peacemaker <laughs> with his with his bomb. 
and Peacemaker is just like, it's very nice. <laughs> now just stick it to the wall. <laughs> and he like whispers to himself, it looks nothing like me. <laughs> like, I like their King, duo. Yeah, King Shark is just so like heartwarming, you know? <laughs> he is. Because like, he could rip people apart and eat them, or he can just like make a figure of you. Yeah, he's also <laughs> very nice. Yeah. So, uh, Rick Flag, the Thinker, and Ratcatcher end up um, getting into the basement, and they have a bunch of like people with. Uh, this is that scene I was talking about earlier, where it's like very haunting of like yeah. The group of people with starfish on their face who are just being like brainwashed. Yeah, I like that part. Um, yeah, the the thinker, he it. So this is like the big reveal of the movie where it's it's revealed that America used um like they were involved with Project Starfish too, and there's like even footage of like American scientists and stuff like just playing with the starfish and whatever. Mm-hmm. But they wanted, and then they realized that shouldn't be playing with space creatures because bad things happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They wanted this um this thing on like the soil of like a third world country because it could be very dangerous if it got loose in America. Which you know that's that's very American, like you know it is. <laughs> <laughs> this the same thing with the the scene earlier that they. Um, where uh, Solsoria is like, it's it's so American of you guys to just like just show up and just kill everything without asking questions. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So we find out that um, the Suicide Squad has actually been sent there to like sabotage any evidence of America's involvement. Um. It's like we're under the impression that this project is dangerous and that it like this creature can't escape, but we find out that America was involved and they just don't want people to know about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so Rick Flag wants to like expose the the Americans because he's like, you know, I, I serve the country, but I'm not their puppet, so I'm not gonna I'm not going to do this for them. Everybody needs to know about it. And Peacemaker, who is like, um, like his goal is just keep the peace. He's like, and I, I understand where he's coming from too, because that's just his thing to keep the peace. Yeah. He's like, we can't get this. We can't let this information get out because it'll just like ruin the world, you know? Yeah, everybody will be angry. <laughs> So we find out that upstairs, apparently the rest of the members set off the bombs very early. Um, and um, this this causes like the building, like the tower, or whatever, to start like crumbling. And uh, Starro, the Conqueror, is about to escape. Um, I think. Oh no, I'm sorry. We don't get to there yet. So, like the the building's collapsing and um Starro escapes and he ends up grabbing the thinker and kills him. Um mm-hmm. 
and it's like it's cool because it's like those creatures killing the person who has been controlling him for all these years and it's like that's what happens yeah because because <laughs> with the way the the way starro kind of talks through these people it's like he's just tired of being controlled yeah it's like you kind of get his perspective too unfortunately that even though he's going about it the wrong way he just doesn't want to be controlled you know what? Um, I support it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, not the controlling. I support the starfish. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this really cool scene where we see Peacemaker and Rick Flag fighting in the reflection of uh, Peacemaker's helmet. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was very cool. And um, you know they're, they're they're fighting and whatever, and they like break a toilet, and. Um, Peacemaker ends up stabbing Rick Flag in the the chest with a piece of a broken toilet, which <laughs> is very James Gunn esque. Because that's just something I could see him. Yeah, that, like that's just something that comes from his mind. That scene was sad. <laughs> yeah, um, they were kind of teasing like a relationship between him and Harley too. Yeah, which which we're not going to get anymore. Yeah, I saw it. <clears throat> um, much much better than June Moon. Yeah. Um. So so we see um, Ratcatcher who ends up seeing Peacemaker kill Rick Flag, and she ends up stealing the hard drive, and um, Peacemaker goes to kill her too. Like he attacks her and has her at gunpoint, and the rat is like trying to talk him out of it. <laughs> Sebastian. Yeah. I didn't know that was his name. I think that's his name. So now we cut to eight minutes earlier, which I thought was very cool that the movie did it like this. Yeah. That way it's Um, not bouncing back and forth. mm -hmm. So we get a scene from eight minutes earlier where uh, King Shark is looking at an aquarium and he sees he sees like these weird fish creatures. And they make like the shape of a human, or like the shape of him. And they're and he's just happy to have like new dumb friends. He says, "Yeah." Um, <laughs> so some guards shoot at uh, the other members of the the Suicide Squad, and um, I think this is the first time we see Polka Dot Man actually like kill people with his polka dots. I don't think we see it earlier, do we? He knocked the building down with the um with the big group with the big group at the beginning. Okay, yeah. So, but yeah, this is the ends- first time he like slaughters people <laughs> with it. Yeah, that's like very like violent and torturish, you know. Yeah. So he ends up killing these people with, with the polka dots. Um, Milton ends up getting shot and dies <laughs> and uh, Polka Dot Man is like sad because Milton died and Harley is like who's Milton <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that would be like if they wouldn't have said that in the movie like that would have been the thoughts of like many people in the theater <laughs> yeah <laughs> um 
so yeah um the uh there's like more soldiers that come to try to attack them and the polka dot man tries to shoot them with his polka dots but he ends up setting the bombs off early and um that's oops that's how the tower started falling early um, i guess it was actually a good thing mm-hmm yeah, so King Shark's new friends end up attacking him. <laughs> and, like, he just gets dumped out of the building as it's collapsing. And somehow survives, because, like, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was dead, too. And then the army ended up unloading on him. And I'm like, oh, now, now he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's like he's just bulletproof or something. Yeah. So, um, he ends up there's a cool scene where he rips one of the guy's heads off and like the eyes are still moving. <laughs> yeah, I like that part. Um, which is also very James Gunn esque. Um and like the floors start collapsing up top where Bloodsport is standing. And they're going like floor by floor, like boom. Boom. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um He's gonna land the like, spot each time. Mm-hmm. So Bloodsport ends up falling down to the bottom as the floors keep collapsing and then we catch up where Peacemaker is at. And I didn't time it, but I wonder if, if eight minutes actually went by in the movie. I'm interested to... Uh, oh yeah, I should have counted. Um, yeah, I don't know. So... Um, yeah, it, it's... They, they do set up like a connection... Like, not a romantic connection or anything, but they do set up a connection between Ratcatcher and Bloodsport. Um, so, like, he's, like, protective of her, so he's like, hey, yeah, don't shoot her. It's like a father-daughter relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. I think he said that she reminds him of his daughter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely not romantic. <laughs> um, so... Bloodsport and um, Peacemaker uh, go to shoot each other because they mentioned earlier that like Bloodsport is like very accurate with shooting, and Peacemaker says he could do it better. So like we actually find out like I, I guess it was foreshadowed earlier. So now we find out who's actually better. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bloodsport's bullets are like a, like they're smaller than Peacemaker's, mm-hmm. so. It goes through Peacemaker's bullet and destroys it. And it ends up getting Peacemaker in the neck. So, Peacemaker is presumably dead. What'd you say? Sad. Yeah. So, Peacemaker is presumably dead. Um, Bloodsport ends up saving the hard drive. And now we're at the, the final chapter of the movie, The Suicide Squad versus Starro the Conqueror. <laughs> so it looks funny yeah it goes way over the top but it like works <laughs> yeah and they even like mention it because like the the headquarters lost connection to the suicide squad so they can't see what's going on um then they end up getting connection when Starro is back and they even mention like back at headquarters that we got a kaiju which is like a um, like what they used to call monster movies in Japan, 
Mm-hmm. Um. So, back at um, like the. I don't even know what it is, but the people of Corto Maltese end up shooting the Lunar regime who's trying to take over. And that story is just quickly um, <laughs> <laughs> quickly wrapped up with uh, the people taking over now. Yeah, because I kind of forget about that part. Mm-hmm. So Starro shoots out these tiny fish that latch on the people's face, like we said. And apparently the Suicide Squad are the only people smart enough to cover their faces. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone else is just like accepting what's happening and, and like these guys are smart enough to wear masks and cover their face. Yeah, I guess I didn't see an escape. And uh, there is a joke in here about the current situation of the world but uh, <laughs> with covering your face, but <laughs> I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Amanda Waller tells them to leave because, like, you destroy the tower, so, like, nothing else, like, you're not sent there to do anything else. Yeah. And, like, this isn't your problem. Um, and it's like, these are villains, but, like, they all turn into heroes because, like, they hear the screams of, like, the civilians getting killed by the starfish. Yeah. And they turn around and try to uh, try to save it. <clears throat> um, Amanda Waller actually tr- tries to talk. Like she's like, don't do that or I'm going to kill you guys. And someone at headquarters ends up knocking her out <laughs> for uh, for trying to kill them. I thought, I thought yeah. they were going to kill her and I was excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think she'll probably be in the next one. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, they try to attack Starro, and um, Bloodsport gives the instructions, and he's like, um, "Nanawe, who is King Shark, he's like, monster is nom nom," <laughs> and <laughs> and King Shark just jumps at Starro and tries to eat him, and then he's like, which is like the the cruelest your mama joke ever but he's like he's like hey polka dot man that, that's your mother <laughs> and then he starts and, doing his mom <laughs> in the city yeah and and polka dot man is like real excited because he's like i'm a superhero and then he gets crushed and dies <laughs> yeah which was sad yeah that that's another good thing about this movie is that like even though these guys are villains, like you actually feel sad when they die. Yeah. Like if King Shark would have died, I would have shed tears. <laughs> so, um, Bloodsport apparently has like all these attachments for his guns. Like they just keep growing and growing. And um, I think Ratcatcher is about to get killed or something. And, yeah. um, he ends up saving her. And then uh, Starro's thing is like he's controlling these people mi- people's minds to tell them the city is mine. And uh, Ratcatcher is like, no, the city is theirs. And she just summons like these millions of rats, which I don't know if that's like a 
an insult to third world countries, but <laughs> so I'm a city life. Yeah. So there's like thousands of rats that end up defeating uh, Starro. And um, we, we get like this cool flashback of her talking to her dad and she's like, you know, he tells her that um, rats are the most despised of all creatures, but they still have purpose. Mm-hmm. And here they are killing this uh, giant starfish kaiju. So and they really appreciate rats. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, Harley ends up jumping in the eye of Starro. And is somehow surviving within her within his eyeball, even though it's water. Yeah. So I, I don't understand that, but <laughs> you know, I'll take it. And you know, she didn't know how to swim in the first Suicide Squad, but the rest of them, she's fine. It's like Jason Voorhees, where like in Freddy versus Jason, he's afraid <laughs> of water, even though he exists in water among a bunch of other movies. Yeah. Um, so I, I love how there's like uplifting music <laughs> as these rats are like ripping apart uh, <laughs> Starro. Yeah. Um. And and I think Starro has like somebody like these people say I was happy, fl- floating and staring at the stars, and then he dies because it's like he was happier when he was just like an alien creature, and like. Okay. Not this like tortured creature that the world turned him into. Yeah, and uh, mind floating in space. And yeah, so they end up defeating Starro with with rats, and he dies. Um, we see on the news that uh, Corto Maltese is uh, is free, and I thought the world was aware of the Suicide Squad, but I guess they're not. No, on the news they still talk about like something else defeating this kaiju and not these. This they say it was escaped convicts. Yeah, yeah, it was escaped convict somehow. Um, so uh, Bloodsport's on the phone with Amanda Waller, and I like how he makes a deal with her. Like, hey, if you let us free, I won't release this hard drive. Yeah. And yeah, so all of these hardened criminals are now released from prison just so <laughs> this information doesn't doesn't get out. Um Yeah, so the movie ends with um the four remaining members, uh Harley, Ratcatcher, Bloodsport, and King Shark, um on a helicopter and um Bloodsport is uh Making friends with a rat as the movie ends. Sebastian. Yeah. So. There's like two post credit scenes too. Yeah. Like we said, we would get back to, uh, to the weasel. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, we find out is somehow still alive. And just uh, proceeds to puff up the water and just run away. Of all the characters to bring back. Well, they did bring back another character, too, in the second post credit scene. Well, yeah. So I think they should have brought back Rick Flagg, too. But Yeah. 
Because I don't know what the weasel is going to do in a sequel. They probably just Part- brought him back for comedy purposes. Yeah, he'll he'll either never be mentioned again, or he'll just like die. Yeah, like early on again. Um, yeah, and we find out that Peacemaker is still alive because uh, there's a scene of him in the hospital or something at the end of the movie. Yeah, in the credits, and um, they kind of set up the uh, Peacemaker TV show that is uh, coming to HBO Max. Yes. Um, I think it's that January. Oh, is it that soon? I think so. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, actually, actually, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'll definitely watch that. Um, yeah. I think that's all I got about uh, the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, very good. <laughs> that's my review. Very good. <laughs> Hilarious, too. Uh, it probably, uh, yeah, I, I have it as my favorite DC movie right now. Um, I mean, the the top four that I have are like pretty equal between this uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Batman vs Superman, and Shazam. Like mm-hmm. they, could e- they could easily all flip flop. They're all pretty equal. Um. I do think we need to end the uh, the stigma that uh, DC makes bad movies because I think they've only made like three bad movies. If that. Um, Wonder Woman 84 I didn't like. Uh, Suicide Squad and the 2017 Justice League are like the four or the three bad ones out of the 11 that they made. I think the only one I really didn't like was Justice League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like we said, the the first Suicide Squad isn't terrible by any means. It's not like no, the worst, the worst it's not movie. Un- unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, it's not the worst movie ever made. Like people claim it is, but you know, it's just not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's all we got. Um, I need to find something to recommend. I, I, I had something all night I like last I... night. <laughs> and now when you're on, remember the... what it is. And now you're on the spot, and it's just not working. It's gone. You don't have it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. No. All right. Uh, let me pull up the the audio real quick. Oh, I got it. Okay. Do you want to go first before you forget it? Yeah. Well, you can play the audio. It's time to recommend some things you and me were recommending. <laughs> Alright, so it might be... A... My tears were not even dry in the rain. And Brodus Clay is out there dancing. Dancing! That was the next video in my library, so I just wanted to play it. <laughs> Alright, go ahead. The Big Show. I don't recommend The Big Show. I mean... <laughs> that's not my recommendation, but I'm a fan. <laughs> okay. 
that's a generic recommendation, but I'm just recommend the new Candyman movie. That is literally what I was going to say. <laughs> that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so we both recommend Candyman. <laughs> I I actually I think I have something else. So <laughs> is it? We won't say. What's that? It's a sequel to. I don't know if it's. I only saw the first one, so I don't know if it, they ignored the sequels. It, it is a sequel to just the Do first one. Uh, I think you could consider it a sequel to all of them. Okay. But yeah, um, I don't know if you want to get too much into spoilers because it just came out. But yeah, just the um, yeah the Candyman sequel. All right, um, I'm going to recommend the um, the new Jaden Smith album. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is called CTV Three Day Trippers Edition. <laughs> I like the song "Summer." Uh, I like the song "Falling for You" with Justin Bieber. Mm. Um, there's a song called "Rainbow Bap" that's very good. Uh, Still in Love by um, yeah it's very good Um, yeah I just recommend listening to it that's my recommendation Um, (laughs) Will Smith could never (laughs) yeah I've only heard Summer so far I like that song Mm -hmm. Jaden Smith's very talented Uh, very underrated artist I think he is he's a good actor too I haven't seen him act in much I saw him in, I don't even remember what the movie's called, but Cara Delevingne was in it, too. Okay. He brought out the best in her. <laughs> that Suicide Squad did not. No. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, so I get to pick the blockbuster for next week, and then Steven will pick the week after that. And then we'll have one more that we'll just have to decide what we want to do. Yeah. So, I was kind of torn between a few of them. Um, I narrowed it down to two, and I think I have it at one. So, the next uh, recommendation is a movie that I wanted to talk about for a while and that I've been wanting you to see for a while. Um, Blade Runner 2049. I knew that was coming. Yeah. Um, the other one I had was was either Avatar... Or Inception were the two other ones that I wanted to do. Not Cars 2. No, not Cars 2. Or 2012. <laughs> oh my god, I hate 2012. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know if you're if you want to watch the first Blade Runner beforehand, or if you're just going to dive into the sequel. No, I'll probably just watch the sequel. <laughs> okay, it is, on H- it is on HBO Max. Um, you don't really have to see the first one to get the second one because it is like its own story. Mm. Um, you just have to realize that like it is an alternate timeline where like Atari is thriving <laughs> <laughs> because in, in the first Blade Runner, there's like Atari signs because it was made in the 80s. Yeah. And they assumed that Atari would be like a thriving company for years to come and it takes the first first movie takes place in 2019 
So like when they made it in the eighties, they assumed Atari would still be around. So there's Atari signs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in twenty in twenty forty nine, there are still Atari signs. <laughs> Atari outsold Nintendo on this time. Yeah. yeah, there's no PlayStation, no Xbox, no Nintendo, just Atari. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, this was up there with Southland Tales as like top movies that I wanted to uh, discuss on the podcast. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for this one. Um, it's been about a year since I actually sat and watched the entire thing, so I'm interested in watching it again. And yeah, I've never seen it before. Hey, uh first time viewing for for steven and a jeremy elliott select <laughs> i'll do the amazing, the amazing spider-man 2 again okay. <laughs> the same movie twice <laughs> i think that's all i got i'll go ahead the amazing spider-man 2 revisited just right away <laughs> not, not, not even a year later we're gonna revisit some movies <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think that's all I got. Um, I think if you're listening to this, never mind. I think by the time this episode is out, um, the Suicide Squad will be off of HBO Max. So (laughs) you have to go somewhere else to see it. This episode will be out on on the fifth, and I think that's the last. I think it's either coming off on the fifth or fifth was its last day or something. But yeah. But yeah, that's all I got. Uh, follow us on all the social medias at Attempted Topics. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channels. Channel, not channels. Um, uh, give us a positive rating on Apple Podcasts to help us defeat the algorithm and get our podcast out there. Yes. Uh, anything else? No, that's all. All right. And we just attempted those topics. Insert John Cena.